Get ready for a golf store so big you're going to need GPS. The PGA Tours Superstore has the largest selection of top golf and tennis equipment and apparel you've ever seen. Check out their state-of-the-art simulators with video playback, indoor driving range, and huge putting green. Whether you're a master of the game or just starting out, let a PGA teaching professional custom fit you for the perfect clubs to crush your game. The PGA Tours Superstore off I-15 on State Street next to Nordstrom Rack. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach April podcast. Today's podcast is the third installment of a six-month podcast series entitled The Lifespan Journey with NHA, Inner Wealth for All Ages. The April spotlight is NHA with 10 to 14-year-olds. We are delighted to have you join us on this lovely spring day in April. I am Stephanie Rule, a certified NHA Advanced Trainer teaching and coaching NHA to parents, teachers, and mental health professionals in the local community of the Roseville, Sacramento area. And I work for the Children's Success Foundation as the STAR program coordinator. I am also a wife and a parent of two children, ages four and seven, and we live in a nurtured heart household. I am honored to be co-hosting today's podcast with a dear colleague of mine, Nicole Simmons. Nicole has been an NHA Advanced Trainer since 2011. She is a mother of two incredibly joyous children, ages 9 and 13, and a former director of, program director of 12 years working with transition age homeless youth. She is currently working as the event assistant for Children's Success Foundation, in addition to working as an NHA coach and trainer, passionately spreading the nurtured heart approach to parents, teachers, and mental health professionals. Good morning, Nicole. Good afternoon, Stephanie, since we're on opposite coast. Oh, it is afternoon over there. That's right. over here. (laughs) Well, good afternoon to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So, my dear, since we do have listeners who are new to Nurtured Heart, why don't we, or you, if you're comfortable, go ahead and give them a quick 30-second or less thumbnail of what NHA is before diving into our discussion today. 30 seconds or less. Wow. And I just ate up five seconds. Okay. So (laughs) you can do it. Okay. I can do it. Um, The nurtured heart approach is a way of relating to all people, both personally and professionally that helps you release what's in the past, which is hard, shift your perspective and see the excellence in everyone. And we do this by using very intentionally three stands, which are refusing to energize negativity relentlessly focusing on what's going right because there's always something going right and being absolutely clear about our limits and our expectations. Beautiful. That was a great summary of it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Absolutely. Yay. That was very clear. Perfect. Stand three. Well, I would love to to, um, jump right into introducing our amazing guest speakers for today. Um, talking about the inner wealth and building inner wealth for all ages, but today specifically focusing on the 10 to 14-year-olds. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in and um, introduce our speakers. And today we have Teresa Gallian, 
Um, Teresa is a certified NHA advanced trainer who has witnessed the transformative power of the approach as an educator in a community day classroom serving K kinder through eighth grades for five years and currently in a second grade classroom. The approach has also gifted her with powerful relationships with her husband of 25 years and as a mother of three children, ages 17, 14, and 7. Welcome, Teresa. We're so glad to have you here with us today. Thank you. I'm honored. Yay. Okay. And our second guest speaker is Yolanda Thorne. And Yolanda is a certified advanced NHA trainer, and she is a, a unique individual who lives her life daily to make a positive impact in the lives of others. She has been a guest speaker for the NHA Global Summit, and her work with NHA has been featured during several trainings and presentations. Yolanda is a graduate of North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University with a degree in elementary education. Her motto in life is a quote from Maya Angelou. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. For this reason, she loves her life, lives her life showering others with love. Yolanda lives in Wilson, North Carolina, where she is a devoted school teacher and a single mother of four beautiful children, ages 15, 13, 12, and 9. Welcome, Yolanda. We're so happy that you're here with us today. Thank you so much. It's good to be with you all. Yay. Well, you guys, this, this is going to be a rich discussion today, talking about those 10 to 14-year-olds. I'm very excited to be working on our third installment of this series and, um, you know, using Nurtured Heart with any age is a journey indeed. Um, It's always filled with many, many pivotal moments for us to be able to build inner wealth in our kids or the kids that we work with. And as we heard, of course, from from all three of your bios, you each are experienced trainers in Nurtured Hearts with tons of experience with a 10 to 14 year old. Um, and I would love to hear from all three of you, Nicole, you included, about <clears throat> some of your own experiences of building inner wealth in kids of this age. Who is feeling like diving in first? <laughs> I guess I, I will. Oh, Teresa. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I. I I started this journey five years ago, maybe closer to six, and I was working in the community classroom. And the biggest challenge I had was just getting to these these kids because many of them um, just they had no way of interacting with adults in a positive way. I had them in community day because they had behavior issues that kept them from being successful in the regular classroom. And I struggled so much. And when I found this, this approach um, and introduced to it, it was like a door opening and I jumped in, into the water. I mean, head first, you know, and, <laughs> and it was so transformed, just, just learning to talk to these kids and showing them and recognizing who they were um, and who they are in the moment that they're living. And, and, and many of them weren't in that positive place. Um, and so I just, it was just transformative and, and just watching it grow over the last five years has been absolutely amazing. I love that. Wow. I love that you just yeah. dove in head first. <laughs> I love that visual. Wow. Those kiddos are so blessed to have you. 
Okay, I'll Absolutely. chime in and give my, my background and my experience. Um, I was introduced to NH about six years ago, and my story is slightly different from Teresa's in that when I first um, found out about Nurtured Heart Approach, I was at a rough point in my life personally as an adult, and I had just returned to the classroom um, from being a single, I'm sorry, for being a stay-at-home mom. I was a stay-at-home mom for about six years. And I came back to the classroom, and the third week of school, I thought to myself, what have I done? You know, I don't want to do this. I know I'm a certified teacher, but I would much rather be home with my children. And the particular group of students I got that year, they were third graders, and I felt like they were totally out of control. And I literally wanted to quit every day. I wanted to tell the principal I made a mistake, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. And literally the particular day that I had decided that I was going to resign. I had made up my mind, it's better to do it now than later. It's three weeks in. At the end of this day, I'm going to let her know I made a wrong choice. And that particular day, there was a gentleman sitting in the back of my classroom taking notes, and I thought he was observing me. So I thought to myself, I'm not going to have to quit. They're going to fire me. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what's going on. What is writing back there? And honestly, at the end of that day, my principal called me in the office, and the gentleman was sitting with her, and he was one of Howard's former colleagues, and right now his name is escaping me, but he was um, kind of like a consultant with Nurtured Heart Approach, and he was visiting the building that day, and he just dropped in my classroom and was taking notes. Well, I had never in my life heard of Nurtured Heart Approach. So long story short, they had called me in the office, to, I guess, pour into me, to build me up, to, you know, build up my inner wealth, and I had no idea. And I'm thinking I'm doing a horrible job. I can't take this. I'm going to quit. And this man actually went to my principal to say, who is this teacher down the hall? Who is this lady in the third grade? You know, how does she learn nurtured heart approach? And my principal looked at him and said, she's a new employee. She's only been here three weeks. She has no idea what nurtured heart approach is. She hasn't been trained in it. Literally, that's how it happened, and I sat in her office crying, and when he left, I said, okay, so what is Nurtured Heart Approach? What in the world did he see that I was doing that I'm not aware of? And from that moment, I was just changed, and so I asked my principal, well, can you send me to this training? Apparently, the school had been trained before I was hired, and I was one of three staff members who had not received the training, and so that January... She flew me out to um, Tucson to get the training, and literally my life has not been the same. And so I felt if it changed my life as a mom of, at that time, um, three kids, you know, imagine what this can do to my students. And sure enough, it has transformed me and every student who has come into my presence. Hmm. What a beautiful story uh, explaining the transformative essence of the nurtured heart approach. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love how your story reflects that it started with you. Because I think that's Mm -hmm. huge for a lot of us is that we realize through this journey that it, it all starts with us. And then, you know, we're able to spread it in in an even bigger way with our kids or our students or our clients. That's awesome. Yes, that's a very valid point. I I meant to say that it had to start with me first, and sure enough, it transformed me from the inside out, 
and I knew that as an adult, if it had this impact on me, imagine what it can do to my students and my own children. And, you know, it, it began with me as well. I know when I was first introduced to it, uh, I had the wonderful trainer, Josh, <laughs> who, Stephanie, I'm sure you know. Um, you know, Josh. He, he, he came bit. into the yeah. He came into the school, and um, with his no nonsense way of introducing it, it it just validated how I was feeling about my students at the time. Like, I I didn't see the issues that many these kids were having as a as a problem. It was just something to be accepted and to work with, and the way that Josh came in and introduced to our school um, was transformative for me too. It was like, aha, this is it. This is, this is what, this is the key. This is what we need. Um, And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. I do feel it. It starts with you. It starts with how you're feeling and and your transformation as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, since we're sharing stories, I guess I will share mine. Um, so my kiddo, Zachary, um, was in kindergarten. So he's now in seventh grade. So I can't do the math right now. It was a lot of years ago. Seven, maybe. Um, and he had a really, um, he had a tough, tough kindergarten year. Um, he was very spirited and very intense. And the structure of the classroom, uh, he just kind of wasn't having it. Um, not in a malicious way or a risk-taking way. He wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't running out of the classroom or scaling the bookshelves or doing anything like that. Um, but he, he, quote unquote, he liked to do what he liked to do. And he didn't mm-hmm. like to share his crayons. And some of those behaviors that the teacher really struggled with getting him to comply with. And so I started getting notes home, lots of notes home, um, lots and lots of notes home. And in response, I would um, reprimand him and scold him and, you know, just, you know, what are you doing? You got to do things better. You, you know, you're not doing well in school. Your fish is always out of the water because they all had fish and the fish wanted it to stay in the water. His was always out of the water. Um, <laughs> and, you know, probably more than halfway through the school year, I realized, oh my gosh, what is, what is happening here? Because I'm turning into the mom I never wanted to be, which was this scolding, nagging, mean, reprimanding mom. Um, And, you know, I realized that he, that I needed to figure something else out because I was convinced in my gut that he was going to become that student that no teacher wanted to have. I didn't want him to be the reason a teacher wanted to quit, like Yolanda was explaining earlier. Um, and I was afraid that would happen. I, I know that, you know, teachers share information about students. And if you've got one that's, you know, not following directions and, you know, doing his own thing, I, I just, I was really afraid he was going to be that kid that was kind of you know, black marked because of his behavior. And so, and I could see my relationship with him being really quite negative and focused on these minor issues. So um, Howard Glasser, who I'm sorry, I, I didn't mention in my thumbnail is the creator of this amazing approach. Howard Glasser happened to be in Syracuse for an emotional, um, social emotional learning summit. And I 
I went there for work purposes, but when I heard about Nurtured Heart, you know, I said, oh, let me see what this is all about. And again, I was going there for work purposes. And when I heard this approach described, it downloaded so hard in me, it was like a punch in the chest. And I thought, oh my God, yes, this is it. And from there, I did everything I could to get my hands on um, any books I could read, any more information. I went to every local workshop um, I could get my hands on. Wendy West Pitcamini is one of our local trainers, and I don't even know how many of her workshops I went to, but um, it transformed everything. It has completely changed my household. It has completely changed um, the way he responds in school, and it just it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I just, I don't know where I'd be without it. Wow. I, I love hearing the, the stories of transformation um, that Nurtured Heart provides for all of us and how they're different for each one of us. It looks different, um, shows up in a different way for each, each one of us. And that's just a beautiful story, Nicole. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, I yeah. do want to just say really quickly that um, I don't fault the teacher for the, the, the struggles that happened during that year because I, I absolutely believe she's an amazing teacher and she did the best she could with the tools she had. I don't think she had tools for a Zachary. I don't think she knew kind of what to do to help him fit into the classroom structure. So um, I'm actually quite grateful that that all unfolded the way it did because I would have otherwise never come across Nurtured Heart. So, mm. Right. Wow. Wow. You know, I would love to hear, in light of the Zachary story, <clears throat> I would love to hear um, from the teachers um, a little bit about what it's like for you guys when now that you have Nurtured Heart in your repertoire of tools, what is it like for you when you come across students like Zachary? Um, and how is it different for you than when it used to be before you knew Nurtured Heart? Can you guys speak, either of you speak a little bit to that? Um, sure. I'll, I'll start. This is Yolanda. <laughs> um, I teach at a school that is what we call a Title I school, and mm-hmm. it is 98% free and reduced lunch. So the area where I teach is very impoverished. Um, a lot of behavior problems, a lot mm-hmm. of emotional problems for the children as well as their parents. And for me, of course, being an educator, I am concerned about their behavior, but I'm also concerned about them academically because if their their little hearts and their minds are not healed and whole, then they're not even focused on the academics. You know, they're wanting their inner needs met more than they want to hear that I'm trying to teach them their phonics or their math skills. And so Nurtured Heart has really enriched my students' inner wealth in that in the beginning of the year I see how low they are, how insecure they are. They don't Mm -hmm. want to come to the front and read their writing um, writing is really big at my school because most of the children speak. Um, they, I'm sorry, they write as they speak, you know, so they speak in a lot of broken English or Ebonics, mm-hmm. not clear, and they write that same way. And so at the beginning of the school year, our principals tell us how important this writing skill is. And we all know as educators we're the ones evaluated at the end of the year if these test scores don't, you know, rise and their writing does not improve. 
So the pressure's on me, but I know mm-hmm. that I have to meet their need to feel loved and cared for before it's going to manifest academically. Mm-hmm. And so just to see, I'll say maybe four months into the school year, how these students who were afraid to raise their hand if they had questions, afraid to come to the front of the room and share their writing, how all of their hands go up. They want to come share because they know they're in a safe atmosphere. They know that they're secure. They know that they belong. They feel Mm -hmm. like they connect. And I know that I can contribute that to me using nurtured heart approach in my classroom all day, every day, to let them know it's okay to make mistakes. You know, Miss Thorne makes mistakes every day, and I reset back to my greatness, and you're going to make mistakes, and it's okay. We're going to help you reset, and that's okay. And so that's one of the biggest pieces for me, to see them feel more confident and more valued, and then it shows in their schoolwork. That's like a big, Mm -hmm. that makes me feel accomplished that, you know, they feel good about what they're producing, whereas before they were so afraid to even speak in the classroom. Mm. Well, I can teach my students, um, you know, five years ago when I began using this approach in the classroom, I'm working with uh, most of my students at this time were middle school students, even though I service, you know, K through eight, but at the time, most of them are middle school males. And, um, you know, we talk about the portfolio with Nurtured Heart. And Mm -hmm. these students came into the classroom with a negative portfolio. And there was no way academics were going to come into play. They they could care less what scores they were getting. So we had to start with the basics was you're here. You're Mm -hmm. at school. You didn't have to be here. You could have chosen not to be here. And, And that's I had a really supportive uh, team in, in the classroom with me, and in that that's where we started. We started with, you're here. You, you've made it to school today. And you, they mm-hmm. had, we had to start rewriting that portfolio with them and, mm-hmm. and allowing them to see that, yeah, you may be angry. You may not have everything going right in your life right now, and you know, but you're here. You're surrounded by people who care for you, and we had to prove that to them, and, and they don't believe you. You know, when, especially when I first brought Nurgent Heart in and, and you start talking to them a specific way, these kids look at you like, no, you're, you're full of it. <laughs> and, um, and, and it took a lot of work to break down that wall and to start rewriting that negative portfolio and, and proving to them in their everyday actions that they're worth something. Um, and, and it takes – it with many of these kids, it would take months before you could even, you know, get them to even put a pencil to paper. You know, mm-hmm. it was more about their emotional stability and letting them know that this is a safe place to come. Be angry. If you want to be angry, let's see how you're going to control that power and, and take your anger and, and handle it in a different way. And so it was a lot of building up of, of that portfolio and, and, and showing them and proving to them that I'm not just saying these things to be nice to you or because I've taken on this new approach to teaching or to, to interacting with people, but this is you. You're, you're showing me right now how well that, you, I mean, you're here. You care about being at school. You care about, uh, you know, keeping your desk clean. You care about, you know, those, those little basic things. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
<clears throat> um, Teresa, I'm so glad that you mentioned the portfolio, um, but I'm sitting here listening listening to you and um, getting lost in the land of if I didn't know Nurtured Heart, but I was listening to this podcast. So if you were speaking to those people out there who um, may just know a tiny bit about Nurtured Heart, um, do you mind explaining a little bit more about what the portfolio is? Um, yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> Um, the way I, I see, see the portfolio is what we're bringing to the table, what um, our, our thoughts and our, our self-worth, um, what we've had built up in us, how we view ourselves. Yeah. That's actually, but it, that's, that's, um, it's how we see ourselves and, um, and how it changes how we interact with people. And, and, beautifully said. I like how you added that last part about how it change it changes what what our each individual portfolio is changes how we interact with others. I like that. very true, very true. Yolanda, I think you were about to say something in addition to that. Yes, I just wanted to chime in on my my thoughts when I hear portfolio. I think back to I guess I'm very literal with words. I guess that's the educator in me. And if we think about a portfolio in terms of, you know, a photographer or an artist who creates a portfolio, he or she has a collection of pictures that they have taken over time. You know, even if it's some model, she may go to a casting call with her portfolio. So likewise with the Nurtured Heart Approach, I see a portfolio for a child or an adult as these pictures or life experiences that have shaped who they are You know, it's like we all have these images in our head of something positive that happened or something negative that happened that just kind of stays in our brain. And unfortunately, in some ways, it totally defines who we are, whether Mm -hmm. we're that individual or not, these little pictures, Mm -hmm. these little snapshots. And so our students come with these portfolios, possibly that I'm bad, you know, I'm spoiled, Mm -hmm. I'm just like my dad, I'm just like my mom, I'm not worth anything, I can't read, I can't write, whatever these, you know, little images are. And our job as NH trainers are to help change that portfolio or shape it in a more positive Mm -hmm. light. I don't know if that makes sense what I said, but that's kind of what I think of. We're putting new pictures there, new Mm -hmm. images new images for them to grab hold to in the back of their mind. We're replacing those negative images with positive ones, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolute sense, yes. Yeah, thank you both of you for explaining that. Yeah, that was a great visual. Mm -hmm. So in light of the portfolio, you guys were both talking about, um, you know, behaviors, children who come to your school with, with intense behaviors. Um, and I hear both of you talking about how to build up their portfolio to help change those behaviors. Um, and if anybody can add a little, a little bit to how we build up that portfolio. I mean, you, I would love to be able to explain it for our listeners. What is it that we do? What are we doing as Nurtured Heart trainers to help replace those pictures or add new pictures in and shape that portfolio so that it is more positive and can transform for them? How do we do that? How do you do that as a teacher or as a parent with your own children as well? Um, I'll speak first to that. Um, 
when I was preparing for the podcast, I was, you know, just wanting to, I guess, first of all, build my own portfolio up and speak, you know, positive words to myself. And I remember this book that I gained during my, you know, years of Nurtured Heart, and I think the title of the book is There's Always Something Going Right. Mm -hmm. And I try to hold on to that when I want to build up a portfolio for a student or an adult, you know, anybody whose life I cross. It's almost like literally there is always something going right in every situation, no matter how bad that behavior student is. You know, we've got to find something going right. I think Teresa said a minute ago, you know, even if we just said, I love how you ke- you're keeping your desk clean today. <laughs> you know, that mm-hmm. may have nothing to do with what you're teaching at the moment, but let's face it, without a clean desk, you're going to mm-hmm. be disorganized, and that's going to relay into your, your schoolwork and your performance. So to answer your question, how do we do that, what does it look like, I think about the three stands in Nurtured Heart, and one of them is an absolute yes to positivity. So I'm choosing at every moment to see what's going right and focus on that instead of the negative. So what that will look like in a classroom, I'm not ignoring what's going mm-hmm. wrong or what the behavior is. I'm not ignoring that, but I'm fueling and pouring into that positive instead. What do I see going right in this moment? And all day long, that's what we're doing as educators or, you know, practitioners of Nurtured Heart Approach. We're focusing on what is going right. Let me tell you what's going right. Let me make sure you know it. Let me make sure you own it. Let me pour Mm -hmm. more positivity in you instead of negativity. That's kind of what it what it would look like for me. Absolute yes to positivity. And I focus on that because that's been hard for me, unfortunately, as a single mom of four. Sometimes my house is so chaotic, and I find myself, like Nicole said, becoming that mom that I don't want to be. You know, why isn't your room clean? Why didn't you put your breakfast away? You know, it's always the negative. Mm-hmm. But I'm building that portfolio up by pouring into the positive. I see that you're taking a moment before you clean your room, but don't forget mommy asked you to clean your room. You know, it doesn't have to be anything grand, but just focus on the positive instead of the negative because there's always mm-hmm. something going right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Thank you I for agree saying it doesn't have to be anything grand. I am so happy that you said that because yeah. people hear Nurtured Heart, they learn Nurtured Heart, they hear it and learn it from people who sometimes are like these grand speakers, which is beautiful and amazing. But you know what? That's not everyone. It doesn't have right. to be grand. It can be so simple. Yeah, I love that. So thank you yep. for saying that. Okay, Teresa, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I was, was going to say we were very, um, I say we, like I said, I had a very strong team when we brought Nurtured Heart into our classroom. Um, we, we're very intentional, intentional about, um, especially with some of the, the tougher kids with the harder shells, about what we, we plan. Like, we knew this is the area they need that portfolio change. They need to see themselves as successful. And, and we were very intentional about um, recognizing those moments as they happen, even if it was just for a split second, um, you know, at that moment, they weren't cussing us out. And so we were going to be very intentional about them using appropriate language in the classroom. Um, so it was very intentional at the beginning when yeah. we first start, when we first brought Nurture's Heart in is that we had to be very intentional, 
and I say especially with this age group because, again, they they have these portfolios already set and they put these walls up and they want to they don't necessarily believe what you're saying is true. So they have to experience it. They have to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Have to be that first-hand experience. Mm-hmm. And as a, Nicole, as a parent, have... uh, sorry, go ahead. Nope, you're good. Good. Go, 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 go. I was just going to say, as a parent, I um, – like Yolanda said, and, and, and Nicole, I, I find myself turning into that parent I don't want to be, and I have to reset myself back to those basics as well. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, well you know what I realized? In- oh, sorry. No, Nicole, I was struggling <laughs> to you anyway, so go right ahead. No, I was just going to say that um, – you know, I realized back when Zach was in kindergarten that I don't think I realized it at a very conscious level um, until I started learning Nurtured Heart. But I realized he was, because he's intense, he craves energy. Um, you know, we all crave connection and energy, but intense people crave it even more. And they will seek it out in whatever way they can get it. And he was getting a lot of relationships and attention mm-hmm. from his teacher for his quote-unquote naughty behaviors in school and then I was turning around and doing the exact same thing when he got home so he was getting filled up filled up filled up with relationship but all around negative behaviors which you know I think was absolutely creating a negative portfolio and thankfully I learned nurtured heart you know so when he was so young, so, you know, we've been working to completely change that. Um, but I wanted to say it's interesting now that Zach is 13, you know, I had it, I was <laughs> rocking and rolling a couple of years ago. I got this nurtured heart. It's all good. You know, I know what I'm doing. And then he hit a developmental something and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? What is happening? Um, and I realized I really needed to notch up my game and just shift my intentions. And um, I think like Teresa said, you know, the way she had to be really intentional with her students, I had to be really, really intentional again and in a, just a different and a bigger way, recognizing that, you know, now there's other, um, other things that are coming into play, like, you know, cell phone usage and wanting to hang out with friends versus doing homework and just, you know, all that natural middle school stuff. And um, Nurtured Heart has been such a blessing to help us both reset and navigate that in, you know, the best way possible. Um, You know, I don't yell anymore. I I was a yeller. I, I tell my the people in my trainings, I'm a recovering yeller. Um, and I love that I don't yell anymore. Not really. Um, it's a blessing. Um, but it's just, it's amazing how I just love, I'm so happy about this series that we're doing because I want listeners to understand that this is a journey and the way Nurtured Heart mm-hmm. looks with a toddler is not the way it looks with a 13 and 14 year old. It's totally different. And it's the same, you know, it's both, yeah. um, but it's, it's pretty amazing. And I'm, I'm, I just consider myself so blessed to have it because middle school is a scary time, I think for teachers yeah. and for parents. Mm-hmm. My teenagers both say to me, I know what you're doing, mom. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Mine I don't want to be nurtured right now. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. <laughs> That's awesome. I, like I love that they know what you're doing. 
Yeah. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Um, I think it was Nicole who was just speaking and saying it doesn't look the same, but yet it does. I mean, I just love that about Nurtured Heart as well, the authenticity of it. You know, uh, um, there's a colleague, Tanya Frazier, within Nurtured Heart, and she, I just love her to death, and she mm-hmm. always makes me feel good about the fact that every person does Nurtured Heart, um, you know, based on their heart. Stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a minute ago when I was saying it's nothing grand, I agree. That's something that we need to keep pouring out there. You know, I feel like sometimes maybe educators feel they have to do it like their colleague does or say these certain words. And the founder, you know, Howard Glasser, always assures us, you know, stay true to yourself in the moment, be authentic, and don't try to make it grand or it's not real, and the children will know mm-hmm. it's not real. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the most crucial pieces that has helped me to hold on to it. Even if I'm having a rough moment as a mom or as a teacher, I'm not going to try to fake these big grand words, you know. That's going to make it worse. Just stay true, reset yourself, and be real to to the moment of what you're feeling. I like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really, truly, the only way to um, when you're new to nurtured heart, uh, as we've all experienced, when you're new to nurtured heart and you're trying to bring this to your intense child or the intense children you're working with, and you get that that kickback from them, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, yes. oh, like Teresa, I'm sure you experienced in your classroom with the middle schoolers, like, uh, no thanks, whatever you're giving me, I don't want it, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So Absolutely. that's really, Yolanda, what you just said is really the only way to, as the practitioner, as the person who's trying to build these portfolios and these children, the only way to keep yourself from giving up on doing that is to be true to your own heart mm-hmm. in using your third heart. If you try to be someone else and, and, and speak the way someone else speaks, which, you know, as all of us trainers out there in the world, we've all seen your videos, Yolanda. We've seen them over and over and over, and you're <laughs> truly amazing at what oh, you well. do. Oh, <laughs> wow. Thank truly you. Truly gifted at what you do. But if I were to t- try to be you and do it the way you do it, it wouldn't work for me. And that yeah. would be deflating to, to myself, and then I would yeah. want to give up. So yeah. it's so yeah, beautiful, beautifully put, that we need to be true to our own individual hearts our own individual selves to yes. be able to really transform ourselves and our other, other children's lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we can kiss our brain along the way, like you wanted to say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so important. Even when I do trainings, like, like you just said, um, we want people who are new to the approach to feel relaxed. And I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something we cannot reiterate enough. Just be who you are. Um, be true. Um, going back to my, the story I shared at the beginning of the podcast that I had no idea that I was using a lot of the Nurtured Heart principles in my classroom and I had never received a training. And Nurtured Heart just kind of came natural for me because it's true to who I am as a as a person, you know, um, when we started this, it was mentioned that, you know, I live nurtured heart. I breathe it. It's who I am. And that that's really me. But someone else who's learning, it may not come that natural for them, but that's okay. You know, it it will get there. So you just have to yeah. be true. 
to who you are. Absolutely. It's been such a beautiful conversation. I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and it's been um, – I feel like we, we just kind of started um, at one point and came <laughs> back full circle to the to that point. That was perfect timing for me to jump in and unfortunately have to wrap up the conversation. It always goes so fast. Um, however, I, it is about that time for us to wrap up our conversation. So I would like to make just a few quick announcements, um, and then we'll come back to the three of you um, to hear some parting words um, before we end our call for the day. So I'd like to invite our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart podcasts, either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by clicking the icon. Also, our registrations for our Summer 2017 Certified Training Intensives, or CTIs, are now open. And the CTI is something that you want to go to. It's the five-day training to become a trainer. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can go to this to become a trainer and be able to um, do what all of us are doing, go out there and, and train in the world. Or you can go just to deepen your knowledge and your understanding and your depth of what the nurtured heart is and how to use it in your own life. Um, So the CTI is a fantastic way um, to learn more about nurtured heart. And if you're interested in attending one of our summer CTIs, we have them in Austin, Sacramento, or West Orange, Um, you can go to childrensuccessfoundation.com under the training tab. You can also register for the Three Stands e-course, which is also on our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. And this is a free e-course that's delivered directly to your email inbox. The emails are spaced about three days apart to allow for application and reflection before the next one arrives. All NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for on-demand listening pleasure. Please feel free to share the link to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash nurtured heart approach. So back to Yolanda, Teresa, and Nicole. Um, Do any of you, or I would love to hear any last-minute parting words of wisdom, little wisdom, pearls of wisdom for our listeners from from each of you before we wrap up for the day. Um, I'll chime in. Um, Just reiterating, kind of bringing it full circle, that it has to begin with us. You know, once we... For, for listeners who are not familiar with Nurtured Heart, once you receive the training, no matter whether it's a three-day, seven-day training, it begins with you, with me, with us. You have to recognize your own greatness first. There's a quote from Marion, Marion Anderson that talks about we are all meant to shine in our greatness, mm-hmm. but sometimes we have to help others to shine in their greatness because they don't know how. And that greatness mm-hmm. is not in some of us, it's in everybody. Mm-hmm. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And mm-hmm. as we're liberated from our, our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. And that's that's the power of the Nurtured Heart approach for me. Mm. Mm. I'm taking that in. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It just Nicole, worked. Teresa. <laughs> Um, it's it's hard to come I made a note of this as I was preparing for today, but we've kind of covered it in that um when you 
when you come into the nurture heart approach, you have to make it your own. I remember being so worried about not doing it correctly um, after being mm-hmm. around the wonderful people that are in this area with nurtured heart. And, and I, and I would stress about that. And then I just realized I had to reset. And this, it's the way I approach nurtured heart is all me. And uh, my friend even said to me uh, before today, she said, you know, you'd have to speak your truth, your nurtured heart mm-hmm. truth. And, and that's how you need to embrace your nurtured heart. Make it, Make it yours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. Um, my parting words would just be, especially for people listening that work with or parent um, p- people in this age group, don't give up and be relentless because this age group is also relentless um, and it can <laughs> seem challenging. But I tell you what, it, it is so worth it it is so so worth it so don't give up be a fierce warrior you got this I love it I love it and I would like to just honor the three of you all three of you um, for speaking your own truth today Um, I want to honor you for coming on this podcast for all these people out there that are going to listen to this so that they can hear your truth because your truth counts your truth matters And I just so appreciate your willingness to come on to this podcast and share it with us. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. And you guys enjoy the rest of your beautiful day. I hope the weather is as beautiful where you are as it is where I am. (laughs) Thank Um, you. (laughs) Thank you. We will speak again soon, I hope. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet all all of you guys. Take care. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye-bye. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. Insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Get ready for a golf store so big you're going to need GPS. The PGA Tour Superstore has the largest selection of top golf and tennis equipment and apparel you've ever seen. Check out their state-of-the-art simulators with video playback, indoor driving range, and huge putting green. Whether you're a master of the game or just starting out, let a PGA teaching professional custom fit you for the perfect clubs to crush your game. The PGA Tour Superstore, off I-15 on State Street next to Nordstrom Rack.